great. Preparing to live stream the webinar. Can you guys hear me okay? Do I need to turn up my game? You can turn it up a little bit, but I can hear you. Okay. That sounds good. And we're up. You're live. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a, another episode of Divi Chat. We are live. We are back. Uh, we kind of had a little bit of a slump last week, and so we ended up having to cancel. But we're busy. here today, and we're super excited. And we're going to be talking about plugins. So when you come across a plugin that uh, is outdated, the developer goes bye-bye. And um, so when good plugins go bad, that's the title of today's episode and what to do. This episode is brought to you by Leslie Bernal. So she has a story <laughs> to tell that kind of prompted this whole episode. Um, but before we, we talk about it in depth, let's meet the awesome panel. Leslie. Hi, um, I'm Leslie Bernal and I am a designer in Texas, USA. And you can find me at a girl in her Mac dot design. Awesome. Happy to have you here. Stephanie. Hey guys, I'm Stephanie with Focus WP, which is white label WordPress maintenance. And I also, I'm dealing with plugins on the daily, but I also run a marketing company where we build websites, mostly in Divi. So I know about it a little bit from that side of things too. And you can find me at focuswp.co. Awesome. And uh, I am Tim Streifler, and uh, I am broadcasting from San Clemente, California, recently relocated from Central Texas. And so um, you can tell I'm in a new room. Also, my mic is on this side now. It used to come from over here. So I, don't I know felt a know. little <laughs> off. I felt a little off balance. And normally there's a wall, a wood wall right here. Now it's just a beautiful you know, wall. Now it's a ladder behind you. Yeah, now it's, it's just chaos behind me. There's literally a ladder. So. Um, a dog may or may not be alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's definitely alive. He went on a okay. long hike. And so he's <laughs> uh, you can find me online at divilife.com and timstreifler.com and wpgears.com. And of course, you can find all of us as well as past episodes on divi.chat. Um, so yeah, plugins are awesome. Uh, I have a website selling Divi plugins. And so um, we have a support department. And so we're constantly troubleshooting other people's plugins and, and conflicts and things like that. And so um, I can definitely chime in with my experience with that. But I want to hear Leslie's story and kind of how well, this <laughs> that topic came to Kick be. Kick it off, Leslie. <laughs> Let me first, I, I got to say, I stole the topic. I don't know if it was exact, but WP Water Cooler um, is one of the podcasts I listen to. They're awesome. And I, I I caught that it was one of their episodes. I was like, hey, there's something just happened to me. It reminded me. So yeah, I, I kind of took that line. But yeah, so I don't know. Um, in April, I used a plugin called Related Yuzo. It's called by Yuzo and it's for related posts you know, that show up at the bottom of your of your blog post or whatever. In this case, it was for real estate listings and it would show, you know, related listings. Um, well, it had a major vulnerability. Sites got hacked. It was a big mess. Um, but that plugin has been around and is reliable and reputable, recommended for years. So, you know, I, I always, we always see in, in forums and stuff where we're talking about, you know, how to pick plugins and go for the highest rated, look at the reviews and all that. This company had all that and still, you know, they uh, something went, went wrong. And um, I ended up, it was kind of one of those situations where I didn't have time to look for a replacement. Everything out there was saying, take it down, take it down, take it down. So I had to remove it immediately from my client sites. Um, of course, I thought they would notice that because they're these are clients that are actually on there quite a bit. So I had to send out an email explaining what happened. I sent a link, uh, a WordPress blog link, you know, just kind of show what happened. Um, and just explain to them, like, you know, give me a day or two. I need to find a replacement plugin and style it to match and all that. Um, and they were fine. You know, I wasn't really concerned about that. But in fact, it was kind of a plus because I think sometimes we have a hard time selling maintenance plans. Like it, you have to defend them. And this just was perfect because I, he had, this client had recently resigned. And, um, you know, they need to know that it's more than just pushing update every, every once in a while, you know. And this was one of those things that he's paying me to take care of. I have to know about when these plugins go go wrong or whatever um so he was actually thought it was a badass and he was like oh thank you for letting us know and take your time find it so it ended up being a good situation as far as me and our my client's relationship um but yeah it just happened and like i said that's a 
if you look on any related post lists going back years, it's one that's always recommended. Um, so, you know, it's one of the big ones. So it happens. Yeah. I feel like you like more than proved your, <laughs> right. earned your maintenance for that year or whatever. For that year. Yeah. Yeah. And th- that right there is a really good like testimony for why right. <laughs> every client needs a maintenance plan. So yeah, yeah uh, Stephanie, that's all you right there. <laughs> we'll help you. Yeah, no, um, plugins can go bad. And actually, um, I don't know if this is directly related, but Leslie, you talked about how, you know, choosing good plugins, good developers, good reviews, that sort of thing. Um, on mine and David's other podcast, WP the podcast, uh, we've done an episode or maybe a couple episodes talking about why we prefer premium plugins over free plugins. And that's one of those situations where um, when it's a free plugin, it's almost like it's hard to get mad at the developer because they're not making money from it uh, unless it's like a premium model. Um, A lot of times it's something on the side for them. It's not their main business, but when you invest and and install premium plugins, then you can kind of hold the company accountable and they're going to be more uh, incentivized to make sure it's bug free and patches and stuff like that. Obviously if it's something small, it's like, okay, like, do you really need a premium plugin for a a website or for something that does just like one small thing? Right. Um, that's kind of the argument, but right. And but actually yeah. in this case, we use the free version of Uzo because, you know, it's just a related post, whatever. They didn't want any of their advanced features, but yeah, that's a good point. Um, to the premium. Yeah. So, Stephanie? Oh, I, I totally agree, but sometimes there just isn't a, a premium one, you know? I mean, sometimes yeah. it just, it just isn't. And there's, um, uh, I mean, sometimes the free me- freemium too, you know, like there's enough service um our good buddies at uh caldera had some struggles lately and they're legit you know they're legit and that like some other stuff interfered and they were they were breaking forms and stuff like that so um i think you know it happens and some even if you were paying for that i think that would have happened so it's not always just one or the other although that is a good rule of thumb so here's the next so like how if it doesn't break your site visibly. So like a contact form, that's tricky. Cause if somebody doesn't come to you and say like, Hey, I tried to submit a form and that button didn't work. How do you find out a and B what if it doesn't break anything on the front? What if it just opens up a vulnerability? Like how, how do you, how do you guys find that out? Yeah. That's a good point. I use managed WP and that's what we use for our clients. I'm that's not what I use. Yeah. a sales thing, but like, that's, you know, that's one more reason. Like it's important to have that stuff in place because it isn't always super evident and obvious that it's happening. So how does manage WP solve that? It has a, it checks for vulnerabilities. So oh. if there's like scripts that inject in, into things, you know, like injection scripts, that's usually the thing that will come up occasionally. And almost 10 out of 10 times, as soon as you see one of those things, the plugin has an update and it fixes it. You know, it's, it's handled right away. So it really usually isn't a crucial, you know what I mean? But it's nice to be able to see that, that if there wasn't an update, you could, you could shut it down. And I have had things flag. Um, WordFence is good too. WordFence finds some things on your site if there's something or, yeah. or like iTheme security, you know, all those kind of things. I don't know what you guys yeah. use for. WordFence is kind of, can be, well, for me, it can be a little tricky because it actually can get it will, it will tell you everything that it just kind of notices. And a lot of things are not really that big a deal or you can like look at the differences. So I think if you're maybe some a DIY person trying to handle your own site and you put on WordPress, you could probably freak yourself out because of all the stuff it tells you. But yeah. a lot of it really is quite normal. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. Well, and there was one thing that was like, it was injecting things into yeah. a client site I had. Yeah. And there, I'm like, I didn't do this. Like, I don't know where right. this is coming from, but I, something about it made me like, not just delete everything. And I asked the client and they're like, oh yeah, we put something on there. That's we're using oh. that. And it really was actually <laughs> harmless, but it was okay. like injecting something into the database. It was like ta- tagging things or something. I don't remember what, mm. but anyway, it was like, you know, it's just good to at least be aware though. Cause if you're something, yeah. it only takes one time for that to be an actual malicious thing. And then your site gets hacked. Uh, next thing you know, there's Viagra ads everywhere. And, 
angry phone calls. Like it's not okay. Yeah, it's all fun and games until your website has Viagra ads all over. I feel like that makes a really good argument for using a premium managed WordPress host because WP Engine, for example, they'll their system will send out automated emails when one of your websites has a plugin with a known vulnerability. So I don't know if it. They, I know they do have stuff in place to scan for uh, like injections and stuff like that. But then also if it's like, okay, this plugin we know has this, then they'll, they'll scan all of, of their uh, accounts. And then any plugin that has it, they'll let you know, so you can do something about it right away. And then if you don't, then they'll go in and, and remove it essentially. Um, they'll do a mass removal. So yeah, I think that's another, another good reason to have really good hosting that specializes in WordPress because cheap, you know, shared hosting, they don't do those kinds of things for you. And that's usually how your sites get uh, vulnerabilities is, is from. Right. And then you want to talk about that, right? You've got, especially with us as web geeks, right? We might have what, 10 sites. You have 10, you have client sites, you have your sites, you have demo sites, yeah, 10 things on a, on a server. One of those plugins goes bad. You get hacked. Guess what happens to all your shirt? Guess what happens to your whole hosting account with all those sites on it? They'll just shut you right down. <laughs> I was hacked in the beginning. I, I don't remember. I know. Yeah. But yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it happens. And it's like, yeah, it's a nightmare too. It's, it's so yeah. many. It, it happened to me multiple times when I was on HostGator. This was way back oh. in the day. I had uh, iTheme security, like every setting turned on. And uh, so I was doing everything right, but... I was on cheap shared hosting on HostGator and they crammed, you know, thousands of sites onto a server. Well, one of them had something and it got infected and my website uh, got infected as a result. And so I forget what they call that. It's a special type of infection where it comes from another site on the server. It's uh, a crossover or something like that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Contagious. hosting is key. <laughs> yeah. It's an Cross- outbreak. Yeah, crossover and cross contamination. Cross contamination. That I mean, that sounds right. I don't know if that is right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's awesome. I had um, I've experienced something that is extra troubling. I don't know if this is where you wanted to go next. If you wanted to like talk about where we're looking for things, but this one was especially complicated. If anybody uses uh, WP Bakery. The Visual Composer. The visual Builder? That was, visual yeah. Builder. One, of, one yeah. of their three names. I don't know. It's still, I know. I can never like. <laughs> visual Composer. Visual Bakery? I don't know. Whatever. It, um, they had, there was, uh, I've had multiple sites. I think three or four of them now that the theme, someone bought a one-off theme and it had the Visual Composer baked into the theme. And then the theme developer abandons it because it was cheaper free theme and visual bakery. Is that visual composer? Yeah. From WP bakery. Right. Because <laughs> that is, it's not my preference, but it is a reputable that, you know, like that continues to be developed and updated. Yeah. And you, when the theme doesn't update, it wouldn't update that. And that's kind of a plugin, right? I mean, it's, it's, but it's yeah. built in and you, you can't update the, 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 Visual Composer, you cannot like buy a new license. You cannot work around it in any way except for to just trash your theme or wait for your site to get hacked, which is what my clients have chosen to do. <laughs> in, um, in one case, yeah. of course. No matter how much free I explain to them, they're like, "We'll see." Free. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. to really establish the triple rate for emergency right. <laughs> malware remedies, but yeah, one that's thing an I- extra complicated one. Oh yeah, absolutely. One thing I I did want to discuss, because I think it it kind of fits into this topic really well, and that's kind of like uh, how open source software, which is what WordPress and plugins are, how how it works, because a lot of people that come into the Divi community, for example, they'll get really frustrated by bugs, right? Bugs are frustrating. We we all get frustrated by it. Um, But I think we have to kind of um, realign our expectations because bugs are a part of any software, but especially open source software. Divi, right. for example, has like, I think Nick Roach mentioned recently. Thousands, right? <laughs> yeah, like a thousand bugs. Most of them are super minor. Most of them probably have to do with like a conflict with some random plugin that no one really Careful uses. saying that, and, you know, the flamers will be like, yeah, well, yeah. But that's just thing. Like that's not abnormal. I'm sure Elementor right. has 
has they have a, you yep. know a whole sheet of things they got to work on. It's this is par for the course. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as one bug gets fixed, there'll be ten more to take its place, essentially. And so, um, I mean, iPhones. You know, if you have a smartphone, iPhone, Android, they have right. bugs as well. That's just a part of software. And so WordPress, because it's open source, you have a WordPress website that has a theme that's developed by a different developer than the core developers on WordPress. And then you have anywhere from what, like five to 50 plugins that are all developed again by different different people. Exactly. And so you have chunks of code that are trying to fit together with other chunks of code. And yes, there's WordPress standards and best practices and stuff. But even if everyone follows those rules, there'll still be conflicts that happen and things that go wrong. And so um, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to say like, you know, just ignore bugs and, you know, that's just part of it. And, you know, things are going to suck and they're going to break. But I'm saying is um, don't be surprised when you see bugs in Divi or, or in WordPress and other plugins, it's kind of just the way it works. And so once you understand that, then you can figure out, okay, right. like what are the steps of finding out where the conflict is and um, you know, being a diligent, I think like part of being a diligent, responsible web person, developer, designer, whatever you want to call yourself is uh, reporting bugs and um, you know, helping the developer identify them so that they can fix them. And it's kind of just like the open source community way of doing things. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I, I, I see it a lot in the Facebook groups, people like freak out over a bug and it's like, yeah, it's annoying. And like, yeah. you know, let's fix it. But like, there's no re- reason to freak out. Like, yes, you did pay money for it, but it doesn't promise that there's never going to be bugs right. in it. So, and then you uh, have okay. browsers on top of that. I mean, browsers are also constantly being worked on and updated and they've got to show, you know, everything on the rendered correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, browsers and then hosting and then PHP versions. And it's like, like every, oh everything, <laughs> everything, like, so like every second things. of the day is being worked. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's so many different things that can go wrong and therefore will go wrong. What is that Murphy's law? What can go wrong? Will go wrong. We'll go wrong. <laughs> so. But it's our life right now. Right. I mean, we live in a yeah. software, software world, which is hard to say. And <laughs> it, you know, our, like you said, whichever one of you, the, our phones, we got to update our apps on our phones. You got to, like, I swear every time we turn on the Sonos speakers to watch a movie, it's like, oh, we got to update the speakers. Right. You gotta, <laughs> everything needs updated. And it's like, I don't know. Just trying to stay away, stay ahead of the bad guys. Yeah. I, it's like that old saying, like the only two things that are certain in life are death and taxes. Well, I think you could also and add update, software but, bugs or and software updates. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a difference too, like even with, with WordPress, like you could set automatic updates to do only security patches and stuff, right? So there are some updates that are security fixes, some that are enhancements or, you know, features added or changes or things like that. And some updates are bug fixes. And so, you know, so there is a a level of hierarchy to all those things. And, you know, like I've trained people that work for me doing the updates and stuff, how to look at the numbers, right? The update numbers, which most of our listeners probably know this, but right. The, if it's like a, what's, what's Divi on now? Like 0.25, I think 3.25 maybe. Right. So if it's 3.1, I don't know. (laughs) So if it's 3.25.7, then that's like a tiny one. If it goes 3.25.8, then that's like, something small was fixed and if it's the next the middle number that updates then it's maybe a little bit bigger and if it's that first number then just don't update it yet right <laughs> just wait yeah. just wait a while because that's a bigger <laughs> one right so there's so there's little clues in there that you can look for oh uh in the chat josh collier says 3.25.3 so there you go good guess Lester. i'm i'm not at for not a programmer <laughs> he beat me to it I, I went in logged into my login themes account went to the download section download. What? you don't have the the change log bookmarked I do. <laughs> no you do? but i probably should yeah i gotta push it like at least once a week see what the fuck they do i'm oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> i still haven't gotten uh familiar with their new uh, design I'm not like downloading Divi every day like I used to right. be. Yeah. Taking a ton of sites. I still haven't um, touched the Visual Builder, but and I'm, I'm going off topic a little bit. Sorry, but I just helped a friend with her Wix site. That oh. Wix Builder was really easy. I Kick have to her say. out, Tim. 
Wait, it was easy to do save? It was very easy. Um, there's a few things I didn't like. It doesn't let you add any custom code anywhere that I could right. find. I don't like how it handles the logo and the header. But as far as building, um, it was very not buggy. <laughs> it was, it was, they give you a lot of read, like already done things to just to drag over, already populated, and you just change your stuff with images. It was quite easy, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> this week's it's episode so of Divi Chat brought to you by. <laughs> right. For, I mean, yeah, but if, for a DIYer, I, I I've never been anti-wig. It just depends on what your project is. But yeah, um, I could see I could I see how they've made vast improvements since a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a walled garden. It looks pretty. Like it right. seems to be everything is you know the way it's supposed to look but you can't go outside that wall garden. Everything exactly. that's inside that exactly. garden is what they've given you control to right. do. And so you can't go in. And they keep it all up to date garden. for you. Like you don't have to. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's another yeah. thing. I was talking to a different client who's, cause she wanted to do e-commerce now and she's already on WordPress with Divi that I did her site a long time ago, but she's one of the clients who didn't stay on maintenance. So now I went in there, she's at 5.6, things can't be updated, it's, it's kind of a mess. Um, and I, you know, we're kind of going over and over options because she doesn't want to maintain it, but she also doesn't really want to pay me to maintain it either. So I brought up Shopify. So, you know, there, it just depends on what your needs are, I guess. But, but yeah. yeah. Shopify is great for some things like people just sell. But getting stuff. back to the topic, um, oh, yeah. I, I remember because you, you mentioned, uh, Stephanie, when you're in Managed WP and how or, or maybe not manage WP, but how sometimes you can um, set things to auto update certain plugins or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and what happened to me a few years ago with WP Rocket, this is another example. Everybody's heard of WP Rocket, pretty reliable, premium, you gotta pay for it, you know, it's not mm -hmm. super cheap, but you know, whatever. Um, they had an update from a few years ago and it totally just it crapped on everything, things broke. They, they had to put out an email and everything and they had to come out with an update. I think it came out the next day. And, but it, it made me learn, okay, now I'm weary about just updating WP Rocket. We're in the past. I was like, of course, that's one of the, one of the better ones. I'll just click update. It should be fine. And that taught me like, okay, well, even the best ones out there, I, I'm now weary. Every time WP Rocket comes out I, with an update, I wait like at least a week just to make sure, just because of that one experience. And I'm sure it's fine now. That, like I said, that was years ago, but it stuck with me. Oh, yeah. like, I'm not ever going to, you know, so um, just say, you, you know. You can't trust anything. Like you really yeah. you have to be on your toes. And yeah. like Manage WP has um, safe updates. Yeah. That it, um, yeah. And if something seems off, I'm not sure. We don't use those because we use a hu we use human beings to go and check the sites and yeah. things. But, um, but you know, that it's a viable option too if that's your workflow. You know, and uh, I'm not sure what it uses to check exactly. I can't remember. I learned when it came out. But you know, that's that's another thing that you can do. And then um, I was just reading in a blog post uh, by Nelson. Uh, what is Nelson's last name? On uh, he's in the a lot of the Miller? DV group. Nelson Miller. Yeah, yeah. He has a great blog. That guy offers a ton of good tips. You guys should go follow him on Facebook and stuff if you don't already. But he he put out a post about um, different things for troubleshooting, like basic troubleshooting things. And I'm like, oh, I'll know all these. I did not know about the one that was like, you can put Divi into safe mode. I didn't even know that's that funny. that existed. Yeah. yeah so that's a nice I'm not 100% sure how it works. I just skimmed it, that part, because I was coming here. But I only know um, how it works because I had an issue and I had to actually open a support ticket for the first time in like four years last month. Um, and I used the safe mode and whatever. And yes, I found a bug for the record. So that's awesome. Did you get like a gold? Did you get like a button? After I about a bug. days and arguing, I did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, well, we talked about what can go wrong, why it goes wrong, that sort of thing. Now, I think we should do two things. Talk about what to do, kind of the, the, the steps, the troubleshooting steps of when it does go wrong. And then after that, I think, um, talk about like updating best practices to avoid poop hitting the fan, you know, to try to keep things from going wrong. How do you prevent it? Because, uh, you know, really at the end of the day, if you have a website that's working properly and you don't have anything that updates, well, then nothing's ever going to go wrong. The only time new things can go wrong is if 
code changes from any of the various sources, or I guess, you know, if a browser updates or uh, server updates, but typically where things go wrong is when code gets updated, whether it's WordPress, whether it's Divi, whether it's a plugin. And so I think ha everyone having a really good understanding of how to update properly, you know, with backups and the proper steps can really avoid a lot of things. But um, yeah, before we do that, something goes wrong, what to do? What do you do? What are the troubleshooting steps? Well, what do you mean something goes wrong? Like some, something's broken on the front end or is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Something's broken on the front end, for example. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I know like for me, I mean, I, I'm in managed WP pretty much every day. So if I do an update and then I go check a site, I know, okay, I just did this. So it has to be that, you know, like something like that. Mm -hmm. Or if I test a staging site or whatever, um, I don't, I don't know. I guess you just got to be diligent about knowing where well, if you know. manage WP tracks when things were updated too. Right. Which is nice. So you could, so we had an issue with something that went wrong on a site, one of our clients and they came to us and we're like, Hey, how did this happen? And we went in and said like, Nope, we didn't update that. that day. <laughs> that's awesome. You did it. Yeah. So, so, you know, so that's really good one, to know from a, <laughs> from a protection standpoint for me, but like, but, but it's also good to say like, okay, when did we notice this? But I, I mean, I think too, like just staying involved on your sites, which like who has the time, but especially when things are updated, you have to yeah. go check them and you got to well, check like, random things on the page and send a form fill, you know? Yeah. Not just the homepage. Well, like for yeah. this one, I, I only knew, like I hadn't happened to be checking the related posts or anything. I didn't happen to go look. I, I sign up for WordPress newsletters and other you know, vulnerability type thing. So I got an email about it. Um, and I strongly suggest following, if you're not going to follow diligently somebody on Facebook, then get something to your inbox that you know yeah. you're going to check. Um, there's big, would love if there's major, yeah. <laughs> if there's major issues, yeah. Then you can sort of stay like in the know. Yeah, yeah you got to be, be in the circles so you hear what's going to happen. And, yeah. Oh, so here's another small scenario. This just, I've been dealing with this as well. Uh, Instagram changed their API. And, you know, all the brewery sites and all that, all the sites, a lot of my clients, they all want their Instagram feeds on their website, right? right. And so the plugin didn't break, plugin didn't even need an update, but it did put one of those alerts, which is a slight downfall of Manage WP, I will say, because it doesn't show you uh, like WP admin alerts in Manage WP. So you do still kind of have to hit the dashboard occasionally to see if something's up so it'll it said like uh instagram's api change check your settings but then if, if you didn't jump into there it, you would get no alerts anywhere because it wasn't technically broken but it wasn't linking to the instagram accounts anymore so that's a whole nother scenario which again you got to just stay familiar with your sites or train somebody or, pay someone. Familiar with your <laughs> oh. yeah. or what or pay someone to do it <laughs> exactly Exactly. And train them. Like, you can't just say, like, tell me if this breaks. You got to say, like, this is what you look for. And this is how this should be behaving. And this is, you know. So. Yeah, because an API key error, because that's essentially what it was. It was an API error was no longer connected. Um, yeah, I mean, if you log in, you're going to see that. But yeah, you have to be logging in in order to see it. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, the socials can really be a headache. I have a social feed plugin on the one of the few that still works. A lot of them just stopped working and were even removed um, after that whole like well, a year ago or whatever when they changed. They made a lot of changes. Um, but every now and again, I have to go and reset, reconnect the Facebook feed plugin, and I don't get any kind of alert. I just have to check. I have to go look, go look at her site, make sure it's still loading. Um, Manage WP doesn't tell me. the The plugin doesn't tell me. I just it just disconnects for some reason. Um, so yeah, thanks. But she's a client who like never looks at her site. So I don't even think she knows, but I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So troubleshooting bugs. Um, I, it's, it's so because I create and sell plugins on Divi life, we have a support, uh, portal where customers will put in support tickets and, and submit, you know, oh, this isn't working. And so what I've had to train my support staff to do is, figure out, okay, is it a bug on our end? Is it a conflict? Is it, uh, you know, whatever. And so there's some really good kind of just like practical things you can do once you see an issue. Uh, the first thing to do is, okay, you kind of backstep like Stephanie was saying, 
and and say, okay, what updated? What changed? You know, did anything change, or was it just you know the initial install of the plugin, uh, sort of thing? And so, if you're using Manage WP, you can kind of retrace your steps really good because it's going to show those dates. Um, but say you you uh, it's just the initial install of the plugin, and you see, hey, something's not working. Okay, well, the first thing to do is figure out is it a conflict? And so the way you do that is you ins- uninstall or, or deactivate all plugins except for the one that you're trying to figure out which has a conflict and then slowly activate one by one the other plugins and then until you get whatever error it is if it's you know error code that's showing on the front end whether it's some sort of glitch that's not displaying correctly and then you'll kind of be able to isolate what plugin is, is the issue and then kind of furthermore there you can kind of uh, go down the different trails to see, you know, what scenarios is it only on the homepage or is it happening only when the plugins used or, or, or whatnot. Um, but that can be a good way to figure out what, what the, what the issue is. Okay. Is it, um, because with, uh, with Divi life and our plugins, I can't tell you how many times we'll have people that will submit support tickets and then we'll find out that the issue actually isn't with our plugin at all. And it's not even a conflict yeah. with another plugin in our plugin. It's something unrelated. And then, <laughs> You know, like we fixed bugs for other plugins or at least been able to identify them so that they can send them to the other developer. And so having good troubleshooting techniques to kind of walk through and figure out what the issue is will just help everyone. And then you can be a hero like, and bring the You're like the software exterminator. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Doing all the bugs. Squashing bugs. Squashing bugs. So also, uh, I was typing in the chat, but I don't think you mentioned the inspect, did you? The webmaster tools? No, but that's a okay. So open up the webmaster tools. We were doing this with that um, Caldera issue. You could go to the console tab, and it'll show if there's errors running. I've got a client today who uses um, an email automation company that um, it's not one of the main ones. It's called Hatchbuck. I had never even heard of it before, but it's where you embed their forms. You know, you set up your forms and then it tracks all your pages and all that stuff. And it, it, um, all those affect your speed and all those kind of things. But now that service went down. They had an outage, a major outage, and it has jacked their whole site. Even though it's really only in the forms and there's some tracking code, wow. but because it can't connect to that service, it'll like, boom, the hero images and major big graphics and stuff, oh they load God. immediately and then it stops. And then you have to wait like mm, 45 seconds. And then everything else kicks in, but it's still got little errors, but it's like, so stuff like that, you're like, what's happening? But you can pop up. Yeah, I would leave that site like real quick. I'd be like, get right? <laughs> Yeah. So you could open yeah. up the console and see like, oh, hatchback, hatchback, you know, like boom, 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 all these red alerts. So, so that's another quick way to see if something's not functioning on the front end, how you can um, track it down a little bit. Yeah. In Chrome inspector, red is bad. You don't want to see any red. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Always bad. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. okay. So what about now that we know, okay. So we know it's my email thing or it's my, this plugin or it's my form plugin, whatever. Okay. So now what, now what do we do? I mean, like with me, it was a simple, I, so, okay, I'll find a different plugin, but like I said, that was just a related post, but yeah, something like that form or what if it's like something with a membership software you use? I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, Those that can, can cost be you major. a lot of money and a lot of time. Major, major. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say even if you do have another solution, bring it to the developer and let them know because one, they want to know about it so that they can fix it. But two, they're supporting a lot of different customers. And so chances are they already do know about it and they might already have a solution in the works. So they might already have here. Here's a version with that fix that we haven't pushed live yet. Uh, we, we do that a lot because rather than updating uh, for 10 everyone. times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll basically, we'll have a version that we'll send it to the customers that, that, you know, are using this other plug and it's conflicting with or whatever, and then, uh, let them, you know, test and verify that works before we push it live to everyone. Um, and so, yeah, or it's like, oh, actually it's not an error. You just have to do this one, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, so I would say once yeah. you've identified what it is, bring it to the developer so that they can either fix it. They might already have a fix. Uh, yep. Or it might be user error, as Nancy pointed out in the in the chat. Sometimes it's just user error. It yep. can be. <laughs> Miro says usually the problem is between Me the too. chair and the computer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Well, well. What kind of chair is it, Miro? <laughs> <laughs> it used to sound like a kitchen chair. 
anyway, the, um, oh, what was I just going to say? You said, take it to the developer. Oh, I was going to say, as was also mentioned by a couple people in the chat, uh, hit the groups, hit Facebook and stuff too. Say, don't recreate the wheel. If you're hit, finding this problem, you're probably not the first one. You know, so um, when Caldera was having trouble, there was a bunch of solutions put in the in the forums. None of those happened to work. But in a lot of cases, <laughs> that does solve it, you know, really. Or say like, hey, does anybody know that this, you know, um, related post doesn't work? Boom. I love this one. This one, I've been using this one forever. And then you got another solution right there, like right. a trusted recommendation. So that's usually good. And even if it doesn't um even if those weren't the right solutions, a lot of times it'll at least get you on the right track, you know? And then maybe you have the opportunity to figure it out and help somebody else. Like we figured out that it was a a setting in um, in WordPress. It had something to do with like their emoji updates or something. So it, they didn't even, I don't think it even broke. I think it was like a WordPress thing that caused this weird issue with their thing. And it was like a super easy fix to turn one thing off and... And it was solved. So, yeah. you know, you got to do a, a little example research. of the open source software community where you have so many things. It's like a ripple effect. And yeah, it's just lots of different code. being. Yeah. WordPress changed used. something, how they handled certain characters. And then because of the way, you know, they had been interacting with that, that changed. And so then that broke there, but you could just turn it off and it was a nice, easy, clean fix. So yeah, you got to just do your research though, and you got to test. And can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet. Have backups. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Back yeah. things yeah. up. Back that thing up. <laughs> yeah. And as far as intervals, it, it, it just, I mean, I know for me, it kind of depends on what's going on. Like I have sites where, you know, they don't blog, you know, it's a brochure site. They don't really know. So maybe it's like on a weekly or a monthly backup. But then I have bloggers or like the listings that I do. That's a daily backup because, you know, you just got to be safe. So yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about um, the premium managed hosting like WP Engine and Flywheel is daily backups happen automatically. You don't have to yeah. turn it on. You don't have to set it. It's just once you have a yeah, new... Yeah, I think SiteGround has that too. Yeah, your um, host will typically do some sort of backups as long as you're not on like the cheapest plan ever. But they'll typically, do, maybe for 30 days, maybe it's not for too long. Um, but always do your own. Even if you have your host, you still should do your own. Yes, you should. I had the experience where, um, forget who it was at the time. I'd have been back in the media temple days. I want to say, I don't remember, but, um, yeah, they've got, they've got backups. Sure. And for $75, (laughs) they'll restore it for you within 24 hours. Yeah. That's not helpful at all. (laughs) Do your own backups. Like that's nice to have as like a, the world just blew up and uh, you know, my house burned to the ground and I don't have any right? Like, yes, I will under those circumstances, (laughs) but like, cause a plugin broke and I need to test something. uh -uh. So get managed WP, get updraft, get whatever. There's a million different backup plugins and like you, and then there's this other plugin that I wanted to um, tell you guys about. I'm trying to look the name of it. Um, it, it was really cool. Cause it can, I'll tell it to you in one second, WP rollback, mm. R O L L B A C K. And it will, it will roll back on a per plugin basis. So it, it will like just revert a plugin that you've updated since that's been installed, which was super useful when we were troubleshooting, um, a plugin conflict recently. Cause then, you yeah. know, it was like this plugin broke at this version and oh, it shouldn't have been updated, but do we have to revert the whole site? It's especially nice if you're right, dealing with exactly. an active site with a blog, e-commerce, all that kind of jazz, because you yeah. do not want to go, especially if it's like, like this story we've been talking about, like a form that you, you don't even realize because it's not like a visible functionality issue. So if you don't know that that broke, you could lose a ton of other data just trying to fix that functionality. So that I, I put that into my like little favorite plugins that I'm going to start putting on all my I'll sites. Yeah. Let me ask a question about managed WP, their backups. Uh, it's the backups are being um, implemented on their servers, right? It's their resources that are being used opposed they're to they're like, on Amazon servers, but it's there. It's managed well, WP Amazon. Okay, accounts. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's being, it's being stored there. But like in terms of the backup, like for example, 
um, most backup plugins, backup buddy, um, probably updraft plus it's using your server's resources to perform the backup and then send it, you know, to Amazon. To oh yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, it doesn't, it doesn't take your server. It's, it's like, it's on managed it. WP's resources. Right. Yeah, right Which yeah. I think that's something definitely, uh, worth mentioning is, um, I guess a good way to put it is not all backups are created equal. Right. There's a million different ways to do a backup, you know, a plugin with your hosting, with a service like Manage WP. Uh, and I think having something that's either uh, like Manage WP, that's separate third party using their servers, or like a server level backup is good. But as we mentioned, you, you do want redundancy because a mm-hmm. plugin is going to use up your resources. They fail a lot. If you like schedule uh, a backup yep. plugin, depending on your hosting settings and stuff like that, those, um, those backups will fail and then it's not doing what it's and supposed you, to be doing. If you've got it like on a cron, like if it's using cron yeah. to run, which I barely understand, do not think that I'm yeah. that smart. Because <laughs> all I know is if it's cron, it could fail. Yeah, cron, I don't fully understand either, but it has to do with visits to your site. Yeah, so it's on a super low traffic that. client yeah. site, if they're not getting like traffic, you know, consistently every day then it's the cron's not going to be able to trigger and then start the back oh i've seen that in updraft plus yeah i'm always like what okay that makes cron, sense yeah. <laughs> that cron yo it'll get you but uh <laughs> yeah so definitely though i mean you just get up backups manage wp allows you to also use which is another thing i like you can add additional um, backup locations. So you can save it to your own cloud storage and it charges you a little bit extra to do that, but it's very little. It's like 18 cents per extra gigabyte or something like that. And whose site is even, a, you know, I mean, if your site's a gigabyte, you got some what other problems. What are you talking problem. about the, manage, the backup prices? Yeah. So it'll back up to its Amazon servers. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I thought you were talking about it. Yeah, you can add additional, like if you want to have them in your possession, which is oh, not okay. a bad idea. A lot of sites, especially, um, you know, more important ones to me, I will, I will set that so that I can have just a little redundancy because yeah. you never know. Yeah, I have updraft yes. plus yeah. my Google drive. I have managed WP yeah. I have the hosting. Um, I think it's only those three right now. I don't, I don't really feel the need to do any more than that. But. And like also y'all need to know how to restore. Um, when I first yes. started, I was like, yes, I'm doing it. I'm awesome. I'm backing up. And then when I needed mm-hmm. to use it, I was like, how the fuck do I restore it? Yep. Cause I've never Same. tried it before. And so, um, you gotta do a test run on, and they all don't restore maybe a little differently too. Like I, I'm pretty sure I can't take manage WP's database or their zip file and exactly upload through a draft, you know, like it works differently, but, um, but yeah, so make sure you test and, and do a restore. So that is yeah. excellent. <laughs> that excellent me. I was like, great. What do I do? <laughs> By a show of hands in the chat. <laughs> Cause I sure have. Yeah. We all, yeah. and it's never at a like a convenient like got nothing else going on moment. Right. It's only in a crisis, <laughs> like you're only in a nightmare, like sweating in the middle of the night because because you're drinking coffee so much and you don't you can't sleep because you're trying to fix that site. And... <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and some, which think... one is it, Updraft or the other one? That's like it really kind of only backs up. You have to kind of manually restore. Maybe it's not updraft. I can't remember which um, one I had used back in the day. I just use managed WP now because it's so easy. And yeah, I, I think moral of this, of this episode is use managed WP. <laughs> I know, right? Or yeah. do they have an or, affiliate program? Or Focus WP and just, just call me and I'll do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we should talk about um, update steps uh, because. Oh, yeah. If you do the right steps, you can avoid a lot of headache of, you know, trying to troubleshoot and things going wrong and everything. And one thing I want to say is I don't think all sites should have the same update procedure. For example, I have my own website, divylife.com. It's e-commerce. I have customers buying products. I have customers using their products with their activation key, stuff like that. It's really crucial that things don't go wrong. The site doesn't go down, all of that. However, I have client sites where it's essentially an online brochure. They're not getting a lot of traffic. They don't need the same level of like precise, uh, 
you know, attention to make sure nothing goes wrong. I'm not saying like, I'm, you know, just hitting update willy nilly by any means, but uh, that's funny you say, no, keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So I I think it's worth saying that you don't necessarily have to go to all the extreme lengths that I'm going to talk about. I do with, with my own e-commerce store with, you know, a, a site that's low traffic, non-e-commerce, low functionality. Uh, But obviously there's still best practice steps to take to make sure things don't go wrong. I built some sites for my cousins and they're very small informational sites and they're on Divi. Um, but yeah, if I don't feel like checking my staging site, I'll just do theirs first and then then check it. See if it's, <laughs> then my, my actual paying clients and they're more, more complex. You're like, okay, it's cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Don't pay what me do anything. you guys use for staging? I have it built in with WP engine. I have whole um, demo sites usually set up with a bunch of different things. And I, I kind of just throw different plugins on there and set them up haphazardly <laughs> just to see okay. what they'll do. <laughs> I really like, I'm astonished that this, like that a partial staging situation isn't more common because I've got some e-commerce sites and I've got some sites with active blogs, things like that. Like you can't just restore stuff you can you know like i i would love to be able to do incremental staging like i wanted to update this section of the site you know we were going to do a bunch of work on it but you know i don't want to work on it live but i can't just move the site over and then in a week move it back so you know like that's something there's a there's a service plugin i don't know what you call it called wp stage coach i tried that does it manage WP yeah. have some sort of staging? I've never used their staging. Not really. Engine, but... Not really. You okay. can clone a site, but it's it's the full site. And uh, SiteGround has, I use SiteGround for hosting, and it has the, at their Go Geek level or whatever the heck it's called, has staging. And I, I'm not sure if it's got like partials now, but but they have upped those prices that it's outrageous, that it's really not practical for, I mean, most of the people, you know, you don't need like all the resources. You kind of just need that yeah. service. seems like that should be a, but maybe I should switch to. Sa- Sitegrand up there. They're, uh, the, they the up their prices a few months ago. Um, I remember. I, I, I have For the a, second time. They yeah, did. I have an account with them and I, um, I didn't leave. I, I know a few people who left because of their price hikes. Um, when I crunched my numbers, it, it was still fine for me. Um, but I can see, yeah, they did. I think I backed a couple of them off to the lower one just cause, but they, yeah, they upped by like 50% or something. Like it was a big, it was pretty, it was a pretty big, (laughs) it was a big jump and they've done it twice a a month. I think the startup might be no, not for unlimited, not for unlimited. The startup is just one site. And then the next Mm -hmm. two plans, um, if, if that's their WordPress share or WordPress manage. But yeah, well, the lowest plan is just one site, which is pretty. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, for staging, I use WP Engine, but I'll, I'll, it's when you copy it from live to staging, it's the full site. Um, and you can push from staging to live, but what I'll typically do is I'll just do everything again. And the reason is because if oh, like an a e-commerce order goes through, it's like, well, I don't want, right. you know, the right. transactions out of sync. See yeah. my point though? Like, how is this, Tim? Go, go invent that. Yeah, yeah. no, there's, there's gotta be a, a, a better way that. for sure. Call SJ, call SJ. <laughs> yeah, there, there is, um, this isn't really what you're talking about, but there is, uh, backup solutions for WooCommerce. It's e-commerce backups where it's live. It oh. literally, it, it's updating your database live. So if you ever so you're never going to have transactions that get out of sync or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to moving databases and, and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if that's a headache I want to take on, but <laughs> right. um, I believe in you, Tim. Yeah. I believe in so, you. <laughs> so I'll just share my process really quick. And to me, oh, this yeah. is like the highest level, like most important sites. Um, so what most I most anal op- operation process. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll typically, and people might say this isn't best practice, but I typically, unless there's like a vulnerable, you know, issue, a patch or something I need to update, I typically won't do updates more than once a month um, because this process is time consuming and I'll wait and I'll do it on a weekend when traffic is down. And the first thing I'll do is I'll copy from live to staging and I'll do all the updates 
and then I'll test. I'll test all the functionality. Uh, I'll test the checkout. I'll test, uh, you know, my own products, pop-ups and, and stuff like that. Uh, make sure everything works, right? And, and also make sure everything visually looks good too. Um, and that process right there only takes like 15 minutes. Uh, so it's not yeah. that long. And if everything's good, then what I'll do is I'll do a backup of the live site and then I'll go through and, and do the updates uh, again um, on the live site. And then I'll go through and then I'll test everything again, like, you know, super like detailed, uh, even sometimes do a live transaction and I can refund it later um, just to make sure that everything is working exactly smoothly. Now I mentioned, I'm not going to go and do this exact step for every single site I manage because most sites don't need that. Most sites don't have a lot of functionality. Um, you know, they're not e-commerce. They don't get a lot of traffic. So it's only like high traffic, high functionality e-commerce type sites where you're going to go through and like do everything twice on staging then on live and then test yeah. everything a million times. Or um, like for those of us who sell a trial themes, like I have copies of my trial theme sites yeah. so I can test that first because, you know, someone's paid for that. So I need to make sure it works. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I have entire copies of my trial themes and I test there first and then on the live one. Yep, absolutely. I'm, yeah, so that's kind of my process. I realized after talking it through, it's actually not that. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> the that's the do. smart way to do it, though. Yeah, I mean, you can, you don't want to update stuff on a live server anyway. No, but, but unless they're your cousins like, and they didn't pay you anything anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, exactly. right. Unless it's that case. I mean, there are some sites that, like, let's face yeah. it, when you're updating but, yeah. tiny little things. <laughs> Yeah. My you know. site, I do last. I, I'm the only one, my site is the only WooCommerce one I, that I really maintain. So, and I, I'll wait till, I'll wait weeks. Like I touch my, my stuff last. I'm sure I have like five updates to do, but it's not good. Five whole updates? <laughs> I, have, I have 18 pending updates. <laughs> Show-offs. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So not only like are you testing everything in a, in a staging environment, doing the update and then checking everything and testing? But then when you do it on the live site, you do a backup first. So if anything does go wrong, you can just restore the backup. Right. Beautiful thing. And don't forget to check mobile. Cause I think I, I, I'm sometimes I, I need to remind myself to check mobile after doing certain updates. Um, and you just won't notice, like you, you won't think, oh, if it's fine on desktop, it must be fine on mobile, but that's not always the case. Um, sometimes things can look funky on not desktop and only mobile. So. Yeah, it's a really good point. Excellent Absolutely. point. All right. I don't know if anybody's noticed or not, but it's- We actually uh, did an hour. Well- It's time. It's time for you know what? Late, what? Final fashion that like button. Come on, Pablo. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Smash it. Miro's out the hammers out. <laughs> oh, uh, here we, we have a good question. This might be- a uh, Stephanie question. Nancy asked, what are you charging generally for updates backups? So essentially a maintenance service agreement. Uh, well, are you charging, are you talking white label or like for clients or what? I, 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 I have for a client, for a client, I have uh, three tiers. So I'll charge a client um, basically like 50 bucks. If it's a one to three page site, like if it's a one pager with a, you know, privacy policy or something like that and then if it's basic site your standard five to seven pager around in there uh it's 75 a month and then if it's anything sort of more than that like e-commerce calendars like anything that is some of these more complicated situations then that's 125 so and i firmly believe that they get their money's worth oh yeah i mean it's kind of like paying for insurance like you hope you don't have to use it, but you're really glad that it's there yeah. if you do. And then when and you get rid of it, something happens. That's just how See, it I think it's even better than insurance because their site <laughs> just is. stays running fast and then they get their little you're report right. every month. And... You're right. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's more active, more proactive than just mm -hmm. kind of yeah. background passive like insurances. So. All uh, right. So we did it. Any final thoughts? I'm gonna I think, say, I mean, yeah, go for it, Tim. My final thought, uh, Stephanie has, uh, 
definitely convinced me that managed WP is the way to go for staying on top of uh, vulnerabilities, uh, backups, updates, everything. So I think that managed WP is unofficially the sponsor of this. Do you episode. use one of their it. competitors? Do you use main WP or infinite or any of any of those? Or you just go in? Manually? Are you talking to me or to Tim? Oh, to we can't Tim. tell who you're looking at. Oh, sorry. Tim. <laughs> Um, I don't, do I use? only have a handful of clients that I do. Oh, okay. Cause you're mostly for, in the product. Okay. Cause I'm mostly on the product section. Yeah. You. Um, and when I basically brought those clients on, it was before managed WP existed or at least before it was mainstream yeah. and, and popular and everything. I, I was for a while using iTheme sync, which has similar features, but, uh, not quite as robust from what I understand. Um, well, just for the record, I've tried main infinite. I, I've tried like four and I stuck with managed WP. I did a big analysis when I started down this road, but that was like three years ago or hmm. four now. But, um, and I, I went with managed WP and so, so far so good. Uh, you know, they did get bought by GoDaddy. So I feel like at some point yeah, that's going to come around to bite us, but they did have um, some issues so far, recently not. that were annoying. You didn't have issues recently. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of annoying, but you know, it, they fixed it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, we had like a day of an outage. Yeah. With them. So I, I, I got to not do updates. <laughs> so it didn't affect the slides. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a major, major thing, but, um, but I think all of those, those main ones, like main WP, infinite and managed WP, I can't think of a third of a fourth one, but uh, yeah, I know there's I think all of those. I know people that use all of those. I think though, any of those are pretty good. The, the point is have a system. I guess that would be my final thought. Have a system, run backups, check your sites. Don't be dumb. <laughs> like, you better update check your site before you wreck your site. <laughs> man, am I mad I didn't think of that one. <laughs> oh, man. I think I'm a bad well, influence on you, Tim. My final thought is to um, sign up for some newsletters from uh, vulnerability, uh, like WordFence or any kind of security. Maybe security has one. Yeah, I should probably get on theirs too. Um, just do, do a couple. Um, not just one, maybe like two or three. So, you know, you can always get some emails uh, let you know what's going on. If you're not somebody who's just always in there, because I'm not just going on to blogs all the time. I, I need I need something to be, come at me. Right, yeah. <laughs> like alerts. Being a part of Facebook groups, WordPress and Divi-related Facebook groups yeah. definitely helps. Like, for example, when the news broke about WP Engine uh, acquiring Flywheel, which is a big deal for sure, I saw yeah. that posted in every single Facebook group I'm a part of, whether wow. it was the hosting or what. It was like, everyone was like talking about it. Yeah, so, I think I shared a link on my business page. Yeah, like, it. I mean, it's a big deal and rightfully yeah. so. But my point being, like, when you're a part of the community in like Facebook groups and stuff like that, like, you know, when there's things that happen, you're not going to miss it. Right. Somebody else said there was some other shoot what was it there was another um podcast someone listed early on i'm trying to find it it was a little was bit before miro. the time somebody was talking about leslie's tattoo i don't know what that was all <laughs> miro mentioned like <laughs> wordpress related podcasts are a good way to i know i thought somebody know, said a specific one. specific one oh we did anyway, well, anyway did it is a good thing to... that's a good one you did that say that one I know, but I thought somebody else said one in the group. But anyway, yeah, just any of those kind of things. It's good to just sort of keep you in the in the loop. Uh, so Miro mentioned he said, "Tim, your two favorite hostings together now. What a thing, right?" Uh, talking about uh, WP Engine purchasing Flywheel, which even though I do love both of those companies, I'm not sure if I'm stoked because Flywheel was doing things to disrupt and stay competitive and uh, you know, differentiate themselves from WP Engine and competitors. And so now that they're together, it's like, are they going to keep- I wonder why that happened. I mean, I don't know much about yeah. those companies in particular or, or mergers in general, but that's interesting. I think WP Who is it? Flywheel and WP Engine. <laughs> yeah, WP Engine, they've had several rounds of funding, like multi, multi-million dollars uh, worth of funding. And they purchased Studio Press. They purchased um, mm -hmm. some- theme company that was creating custom blocks for Gutenberg and then maybe another one too. And then they most recently in the biggest one being flywheel and um, yeah, kind of the general consensus that I've seen is people that are like big WP engine fans 
are like, yay. And the people that are flywheel fans aren't happy because flywheel mm. kind of had their own like corner of the market and people are afraid WPN is going to come in and change things. Yeah. And it was so, interesting on Twitter. Flywheel was getting a lot more. You're back uh, on Twitter. No, on through Divi chat. I'll go look. I don't, oh, post, I don't okay. tweet really. I'm on my things private. No, I don't tweet, but I, I'll look at stuff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, see, I thought Miro meant your two favorite co-hosts were here. That's what I thought Miro meant when he said your two favorite hostings. Well, that too. (laughs) I mean, obviously. Um, Oh, so Leslie said, I wonder why they did that. WP Engine, they've kind of been like going after, uh, like shifting their focus to enterprise clients and they like skyrocketed. They were already the most expensive and then they raised their prices again. And then Flywheel has been going more after like the freelancer and small agency. Yeah. I think it... For them, like strategically, it makes sense because then they can still have like the whole enchilada. By seem like a lot of people were just concerned about that local by flywheel too. That's really popular. And um... right. someone mentioned that in the groups too. I think Nancy. Uh, speaking of hosting, everyone, two weeks from today, that's the topic. So we can boom. We can revisit yeah. this again. Yeah. And... So we should probably sign off. We start a little bit late, so we'll end a little bit oh, late. But yeah. and next week we're talking about. YouTube channels, how to build your audience. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a special. Oh, I was going to make it a song. We got a good guess. <laughs> you know, Daryl really Wilson. Good, it's awesome. Uh, uh, YouTube, he has a lot of followers. We will not mention Daryl's name, but he will be on the show. <laughs> Daryl Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Nah, uh, he's cool. He's a rock star with all that and stuff. And so it'll that's be his be first him. time. So, yeah, that should be fun. And he's a really cool guy, too. We got to hang out with him at WordCamp Orange County. Yep, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so uh that'll be a really good one guys so don't don't miss that next week and then the following let the hosting flame wars begin we'll just... oh my gosh yeah and everyone get there. Be heavy. man it just every single like if you want to look at the most commented on posts it doesn't end they're all it's always about hosting yeah just people so anyway Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Oh, and don't forget to uh, rate us, thumbs up, whatever. Uh, smash that like button, as our awesome uh, moderator Pablo mentions. Yeah, and write a review. Write us a review on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. Uh, and then also, if you're listening to this later, we do tune in live on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central U.S. time. You can use a time zone converter to translate it into your own time zone um but yeah come join we have an awesome group of i'm using uh, a GoDaddy pen live chat come over. so yeah all right everyone thanks again and we will see you next week take care bye bye